This week's episode of Legends of Gotham is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash Gotham. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash Gotham. Name? Ma'am, there's been a mistake. I'm not meant to go upstate. I need to talk to James Gordon. He's a cop. You'll be allowed a phone call when you get upstate. Name. I need to talk to him now. He'll thank you for it. Not happening. Name. Bite me, Pigarina. I'm going to babysit a dead wino? I got a podcast! Like a monkey riding a racehorse, welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series, Gotham. How you doing, Amber? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I think we. I think the second time was good yes. on that. Yeah, yes. we're we officially starting now. charm? No, we don't need to do a third time. Okay. I, th- I, th- I think we've more than fulfilled our need we uh, have, uh, for beat the, the, dead the horse. opening of the episode. <laughs> hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, uh-huh. We're here to talk Gotham, uh, as you do. As you do. As we do. As we do. As we do. Uh, something I just wanted to mention uh, mm. real quick here at the top. Keep an eye on our Twitter and our Facebook, Between Legends you. of Gotham, uh, over the next couple days. Uh, we, we got word over Twitter that, uh, well, if you didn't know, we were in the fan trailer, the Gotham fan trailer. If you didn't know that, how, what mm. kind of fans are you of ours? <laughs> but uh, we were in the, in the Gotham fan trailer a couple weeks ago, and we, they promised a, t- a prize package. We assumed it was never going to come. We then gave we, up on it. Let's yeah. just be honest. But we got word today that it's coming. Uh, so we're, sometime over the weekend, we're going to post a little unboxing video, and we'll probably include that next week in the podcast, too, for uh, those of you out there who don't watch YouTube. Which is like Those three of you in the listener land. All right. Well, I guess okay. we, we should go ahead and get started talking about uh, the second episode of Gotham, Selena Kyle. Uh, I, we had some complaints last week. We did. Say, saying that the episode summaries need to rhyme because uh, we were doing kind of like that staccato film noirish voiceover kind of thing. Yeah, no one liked it. No one liked it, including so, me. So I was thinking how, <laughs> how to do the rhyming episode summaries while still keeping it very Gotham. And I decided, why don't we do riddling rhyming uh, episode summary? So, Anne-Marie, why don't you go ahead and hit us up with our first official rhyming riddling summary here. When is it better for a kid to be thinner? When bad guys take them and pack them for dinner. When is Bruce Wayne more like a shelf? When he holds his hand flat while testing himself. Who is the doll maker? Nobody knows. Who are his minions in fancy clothes? And when is a child more like a cat? You'll have to ask Selena Kyle about that. Yes, I know. I missed Fancy. That's fine. You That's were going to call me out on it. No, I wasn't. I, I, I was going to let it slide, but now you've called yourself out I called out myself on it. out on it. So, Anne-Marie, uh, what did you think overall of uh, Selena Kyle, uh, the character or the episode? I don't meow. Know. Meow. Meow. I like this very much. Mm-hmm. Meow, did you? Meow, meow why? <laughs> that was horrible. Meow, why? <laughs> no, um... <sighs> One thing I'm really liking about Gotham is the different sections that are sort of happening. Mm -hmm. Or like the different worlds. It's not really different worlds, though. Like, it's just the different sections. Facets? Facets. Facets. I like facets. There we go. That's a good word. Um, And, you know, this is sort of how we had predicted it. You have your freak of the week, but then you also have your regular Mm -hmm. villains. Um, and I, it was yeah, like your Falcone or your Fish yeah. Mooney, that sort of thing. Right. Because you're not going to get rid of Falcone. Sorry, lady. <laughs> um, it's nice to see them kind of intertwine with our um, Kid Snatchers and mm-hmm. Selena. Um, so, yeah, I'm liking it. How about you? Oh, I, I loved it. I loved it. Like so many good things about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did. I put it. No, I put it in here. So I don't want to say it right now. It's just. It, it, watching the show, I mean, I know Batman's not in it, but it makes me feel like a kid again, in a good way, in yeah. a good way. Like I'll, I'll get into that in a little more detail in just a second. I guess uh, we'll go ahead and get into my first point here, which is Patty and Doug, the two kid snatchers. I absolutely love them. They were so good. Like they might be some of my favorite television villains I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. Like they they were just so great. Like everything about them, just like their manner, mm-hmm. uh, how how kind of a they were almost 
like you know we were talking about uh, how last week Jada's performance as Fish was kind of presentational. She pulled back on it this week. Right. These two were full front like yes. out to the audience vaudeville kind of villains. Yes. But they were still at the same time very realistic mm-hmm. and they had a real dark edge to them which they I did. really liked. Like it, it felt like and I know pe- that people are allergic to saying that this was a good this is a good thing. It felt like the 60s Batman show in a good way. It yes. felt it felt like it did when I was sitting there cross-legged in front of our big TV back in like 1986 watching it in the afternoon before I realized that they were joking about everything when I thought it was serious. When I thought it was a serious show. This is what it felt like to me. Exactly how I felt when watching this episode. Just these big, over-the-top kind of guest starry kind of villains. Right. I, I did like the air quotes to yes, the camera. You did. When I was looking at you. It I was don't weird. Know. Uh, yeah. That's but you know, and I, I just absolutely loved everything about it. Mm-hmm. it like their attitudes, uh, the the way they interacted with the other characters. It, I, I I really hope uh, I forget the actress's name. But I, I, I think it comes up in a voicemail from one of our okay, listeners good. later on. But I, I really hope they find some way to bring these guys back. And that's something else. I think that, they will because they weren't mm-hmm. killed off. Yeah, that's something else really nice about Gotham versus, I mean, we get so used to this in s- superhero movies that they have to kill off the villain at the end of it because mm-hmm. it's the biggest adventure of Superman versus General Zod or Batman versus the Joker or whatever. And if it's the biggest adventure ever, they then kind they of, they feel, them. yeah, they feel they need to kill them at the end of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this being a serialized thing, they can just, oh, no, they went to prison and they went to, well, eventually, Arkham, <laughs> I, it, after they reopen it or whatever. But I it actually seems like that's going to be a big battle like who gets to control arkham this year too we'll get into that a little later yeah we will but uh yeah i really really what did you think of uh, patty and doug i loved them i Mm -hmm. absolutely adored it and i won't lie one of my favorite things was when the guy came with his eyes all clawed out Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she's like oh you'll be fine we'll take (laughs) you to the doctor i'm like what well Actually, I'll I'll save my point on that for for later. Oh, is that already? I there? have something in the dock. That's fine though. No, it's good. It's Sorry. Good. No, but yeah, she she was great. What did you think about? Because I I know uh, some people were complaining about like maybe the tearing of the eye out of the eyes was too harsh or something like that for Selena to do. Um, I thought cat. It was, I thought it was a little weird because she had no blood on her. Mm-hmm. That kind of bothered me. It was a little continuity problem. Well, she had like, didn't she have like black gloves on or something like they that? Maybe it was tipless. hiding it a little bit. They were tipless. Oh, they were tipless. Yeah. So you would have seen. Yeah. Well, she cleaned him up just like a cat. Oh, oh. disgusting. Disgusting. First Please cannibal. Don't ever, <laughs> ever do that again. First cannibalized kids. They, they made it. They legit made everybody think for about 10 minutes that they were going to eat these kids. I bought it. Which, you know, depending on what we version of the know. doll maker or wh- whoever the doll maker is, mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess will depend whether, you know, it'll be worse or better for these kids. Uh, but something I – there is a new 52, which I know uh, DC has a big uh, effort they're doing since the new 52 of trying to, like, make these characters the same across all medium. Uh, there's a new 52 uh, villain called the Dar- doll maker. Uh, basically, his name is Barton Math. This. And a- after uh, he spends his childhood uh, accompanying his father uh, while his father eats people, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah. then, then when he grows up, he becomes a serial killer and mm-hmm. he uses various parts of different people to make dolls, like different people he's killed Ew. to make dolls. So uh, that's uh, one direction they could go with it. Another direction I was thinking they could go with it is there's a character and uh, we, we kind of get a te- possible tease of this character in this episode. Uh, if you remember... Uh, Fish's um, exercise partner. Yes. Uh, his name was Laszlo. And uh, there's another Batman villain who, whose name is Laszlo. And uh, there's been some indication that this guy might be showing up in Gotham anyway. But his name is uh, Professor Pig. And uh, one of the reasons uh, he popped into my head as a possible maybe like, you know, they use the name Dollmaker, but then it ends up being Professor Pig is because that's basically what he does, too. He does a form of that where he abducts people mm-hmm. and then he turns them into perfect little dolls, like perfect uh, – I, they all look identical. They mm-hmm. they look kind of like baby dolls or something like that. And then oh. they're like kind of like his brainwashed army to you know fight Batman with and stuff. It, it was there was a Batman animated series out last year that had him on it. I don't think he was quite that dark. I think I he was can't like imagine, no. he was running around with like Mister Toad from Mister Toad's Wild <laughs> or something like that. 
But yeah, nice. a couple different possible uh, identities for the Dollmaker, and I'm, I'm sure we'll probably see more uh, yeah. on that later. And I, and I kind of like how they just like they, they drop so many things that they could pick back up and do an episode or an arc on, mm-hmm. or just leave them lie there. And oh, that gets taken care of when he becomes Batman ten yeah. years down the road. You exactly. Know? Like this one nice thing is they are setting up so so much. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that they definitely were setting up was the reopening of Arkham. Oh yeah, and the, or at least all the. The Arkham Connection, <laughs> as my line was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with the uh, what was it? The PV or ATP? The, well, I drug. don't remember what the drug was. All yeah. I know is a fast-acting uh, knockout drug. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought it was fun that they had um, the Riddler bring it in first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think? Do, 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 do? I'm like, I'll never get over that because he, he was so excited. He was so excited. And they're like, "Thanks, Ed. Goodbye." <laughs> and, and, and actually, yeah, that that kind of. Uh, lends itself to what i was thinking last week about the like they'll just have him come in for one little quick cameo every episode mm-hmm. have him do something until something to progress the plot and yeah until it's the riddler episode you know and right. that's gonna be actually that that might make for a good like mid-season finale or something mm-hmm. you know? that'll be fun um another thing was how the pharma guy t- said no no we haven't had that since arkham was open and like mm-hmm. yeah you think they didn't look that up buddy we know you've been stalking it yeah, like that's it, how they got you. That's how they got you. And then there's the uh, the Bullock line. Uh, Arkham's been closed ten years, which I, that was the line I did in the yeah, fan trailer. Your, so I, ju- just I just did my it. reading of it. You just had to do your reading it, of but, it. But then uh, she corrects him that it was fifteen, 15 years. Actually, um, then we also had the other connection, which came from Falcone about the was it. Falcon, you said the Wayne Foundation was going to reopen Arkham? Yeah, and, and that was uh, part of the reason that things were being thrown into kind of chaos with mm-hmm. their death and possibly one of the reasons why they were killed. Right. <laughs> so so that's, you know, lots mm-hmm. of setup for that and kind of excited to see where that all goes. Yeah, and I kind of get the impression that uh, the mayor, uh, played by Richard Kind in this episode, which he was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but I have a feeling he's probably going to have, have some aspirations as far as Arkham Asylum's concerned as well. Right. Maybe, maybe uh, since they can't keep a bus of street kids. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, maybe that's where they'll just throw all the street kids. That would actually that would make actually sense. Yeah, because be then all those street kids become the supervillains later on. Uh, but, you know, uh, speaking of that, that uh, scene in Essen's office, I really mm-hmm. liked Essen, too. Yes, that was one of my notes. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that you already had it in here. I was like... <laughs> No, but this was really the first time we get, we got a clear sense of her character because I think in the pilot we just had the scene with uh, you have to keep him as your partner. No, I don't. You know, kind of like that stereotypical right. cop movie scene. And uh, you didn't get a real good sense of her. But uh, in this, you definitely feel like uh, she she's kind of like Harvey Bullock, kind of passively mm-hmm. bad. She's basically doing everything she can to just kind of duck under all the – BS line her way and uh, just trying to but stay she got afloat. With the program. Yeah. But she's with the program. She is with the program. And that's that's something else that kind of surprised me too was that really? they they very like I was gonna think that she was someone who was reluctantly aware of the bad goings on and just kind of like dealing No, she's, she's all on it. She's definitely all in. Definitely. Her all and in. Fish have drinks. <laughs> or and, dances. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but uh, she, she uh, <laughs> I, back to my point. Sorry. Uh, no, no, it's fine. I, no, but I, I really liked her scene with the mayor, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I did notice, though, in this episode, and I hope you didn't bring this up, it, it, cause, but, but it's pretty important. I know I didn't. Uh, it was the leverage they have or they, or they think they have over Gordon now. I noticed how everyone kept bringing that up to him. Essen brought that up to him. Mm-hmm. Harvey brought, brought that up to him. Fish brought that up to him. Mm-hmm. They all think they have him under a barrel now. Yeah, they have no idea. But they don't. Yeah. He's like, whatever. <laughs> and I, I, it, it, it was just funny to see how like – and that, that's how they get people. You know, that's how they get people to fall under this corruption and everything in Gotham. Is they, just, they find one little point that they can kind of blackmail you with. And right. They, you have to do this. You have to do this. Everything you'll be safe as long as you do this. Once you do that, you're there. Yep. Yeah, done. Done. Um, yeah, you had some, something else you oh, wanted yes. to bring up about fish, fish. right? Yeah, sorry. Reading. <laughs> uh, I love that she has two very distinct personalities, mm-hmm. and that they can switch on the turn of a dime. Like she yeah. has her. I'm near Falcon. It's very formal. It's very structured. Shows no emotion mm-hmm. if she can humanly help it. Um, like when her her little um, exercise partner comes over and he made oogly eyes at her yeah. like three times. Well, he paid for that. Yes. Yes, he did. 
Um, but you could tell she was so pained watching it because she, mm-hmm. you could tell she really does care about him. I mean, come on. Yeah. So, well, I mean, even just like, like the whites of her eyes were getting red and everything. It was a really good performance. Right. Like, like, uh, you know, like I said earlier, like that presentational style she had last episode, that was gone. She was a fully fleshed out character in this yes. episode. Like where, where I think like the fish in the pilot was a rough sketch in this episode she was fully formed with full colors and shadows and everything else it was great (laughs) oh it's fine (laughs) okay um then there is her you get hit with the uh atp i must have (laughs) um then there was the queen um attitude Mm -hmm. um sorry i'm not sure if that's an queen b queen b you can call you can call her queen b queen b which makes sense um, I will kill that man with my bare hands and my teeth. Oh, that yeah. That was an amazing line. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. I will probably think it to myself. Pardon me. Oh, it's fine. Um, let me just beat things <laughs> up tonight. Um, no, there were a lot of good one-liners in this really episode. There was that one. There was the, uh, like, a monkey riding a racehorse. Yeah, and, uh, I think you liked that more than I did. Yeah, there was one other. Hey, you laughed when that happened. No, I laughed at you. Um, there was one <laughs> other one that I really liked. Uh, oh, yeah, the, uh, oh, actually, I have a couple of them coming up later, so we'll talk about those in a few. Um, another thing that I noticed with her, um, how she said, on my sainted mother's grave, that mm-hmm. she would kill that man. Um, maybe that's part why she got into, you know, we're getting a little backstory. Ooh, I, I like that. Like maybe like, I don't know, something. like Falcone killed her mom and then mm-hmm. took or her Marani. under his wing. Or, yeah. Something Which would like make that. sense why she aligns with Falcone. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's that. Um, and just for comedy, Butch, hold your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. But Fish, Fish was phenomenal mm-hmm. in, in this week's episode. Okay. Now, uh, if you guys uh, listened last week, you know that I, every week we're going to take a look at some possible candidates for your Joker in a, in a, a segment we're going to call a look at this Joker. And uh, we have a, we have a page set up over on the site right now for it too. I'm trying to get it up here, but you just go to legendsofgotham.com and then right up at the top, there's a link. Look at this Joker and you can go through here and we have comments open here too. So if you have any ideas, feel free to share them and we'll add them to this page. Uh, we have them uh, sorted here by episode. We have the pilot here with the comedian, the comedian. and uh, the little smile graffiti on the building. Okay. And now we have a uh, here season one, episode two, Selena Kyle. Uh, candidate one we have is Laszlo, mm-hmm. but as we mentioned before, Laszlo is also the name of Professor Pig, so I, I'm not too yeah, sure. I'm not too sold. It was very convincing mm-hmm. prior to the Professor Pig revelation. Yeah, and uh, then we have um, oh, what you deleted the wrong one? Did I delete the wrong yeah. one? Yeah. Okay, and then we have uh, <laughs> Ransom Jones. We don't actually have here. Uh, why don't you uh, explain to people the other one and see? I'll see if I can um, find it here. Well, we had. Um, it was the guy that Bullock. Um, oh, it oh is. here it is. Okay, weird. Um, steps on his shoes, his shiny, fancy shoes. Um, in the um, what you call it, the station. Yeah, there and he go. he calls. Uh, here I found it. Yeah, and he calls Bullock a clown too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he has the sh- shiny shoes, and in some versions of the Batman mythos, the Joker is responsible for right. shooting uh, the the Waynes. He has the purple suit on. He calls Harvey a clown. I kind of have a feeling that he was thrown in there to do this. I think he very well could be the person who killed the Waynes. Mm-hmm. I think because he looks very similar in, in the build and everything mm-hmm. to the guy who did but i don't think he's necessarily the joker i think he was put there as our obvious joker choice for and this I, episode yeah and i think i think laszlo's the wild card and uh johnny ransom or whatever i called him he's not even in the running you no know, we're pretty sure he's dead yeah the penguin probably killed him so okay so that's a look at this joker look like, back here next week for more i feel jokers. like it needs a little song look at this joker everybody look, look at, at this joker, joker. oh my goodness we should never do that again jokes 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 is my <laughs> next point actually there were a lot of really darkly funny moments in this episode yes a, a few of them i was thinking uh, a couple of them had to do with patty one of them was that scene with the guy with his eyes gouged yes, out yes. and she was like no you're fine when she goes to shoot him and it doesn't it, shoot yeah, it misfires yes. and she's like oh no honey it's fine just wait a boom <laughs> <laughs> and, and fixes yeah. it, which I thought was really funny. Just like a very like slapsticky, violent mm-hmm. comedic beat, which was fun. And then like her reaction when the cops show up. Oh gosh, cops! Like just just like very matter of factly, very like uh, 
prim proper like 60s school teacher yes yes i, I just i i love that character so much yeah. so much and i just uh i also really liked in the scene when gordon comes to wayne manor how bruce just like appears behind them because uh-huh. that's totally that's a what bat- batman does. yeah that's like a batman shtick specifically with gordon where he'll just like gordon will be talking to him and he'll turn around and batman's gone yeah and then alfred yells at him for like that's rude <laughs> don't do that i've told you not to do that i i just want a scene now where it's like adult batman doing it to gordon and alfred's there for some reason he's like don't do that master bruce that's rude i want him to do it to alfred <laughs> just like right there boom. boom he couldn't do it to alfred no alfred's too good and i also really 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 super enjoyed uh goth, goth bruce. bruce uh goth bruce wayne you know the cutting the burning the listening to hardcore death metal while drawing crosses and like these real like the crazy spire spires spirals a uh, spire i don't know what a spire is a uh, spy line drawings like very like tight line art oh okay. i guess you could say uh but no i really <laughs> i really love that and it just reminded me from the lego movie the batman or the song batman sang in there because in one scene in the lego movie they're like traveling from one place to another and mm-hmm. batman pops his demo tape in the stereo and it's like darkness no parents <laughs> <laughs> more darkness <laughs> and, and yeah it totally reminded me of that interesting uh, let's perhaps see. i should have paid attention to the lego movie at some point okay and bobby confirms for us the uh, drug was called atp we do have people uh in our comments here we usually try to record wednesday nights around 8 30 p.m est mm-hmm. so if you want to keep an eye on our social media and come join us live yes. uh, to talk we like that and we've been for our, our once upon a time podcast we did that yes. monday and it was insane we we had about 10 people in there it was awesome it was we fun. loved it so it was fun. Probably made the talk podcast. To us. Come talk to us. We're lonely. Um, yes, you point. Don't do the pointing at me now. Oh yeah, I don't like the pointing. See. I feel like a child. Um, okay, so the penguin. Now we didn't get to see too too much of him, mm-hmm. but one thing I've noticed is he wears his victims' clothing like trophies. I like that. I'm a little creeped out. I like that in a penguin. You like that in a penguin? I do. I'm thinking that maybe this is how the penguin initially got fat because he was wearing lots <laughs> of muscle clothes. He, kept, he, he just, just kept putting, putting on Yes! Layers. He keeps putting on layers. I, I, I think that might be my favorite concept we've come up with on the <laughs> podcast since it being the origin story of the mustache. <laughs> like, that's amazing. That's how come he got fat because he was hiding under all these layers. <laughs> just you keep can stacking just see up it. victims. Yeah. You can see it. So that yeah. – side note, that poor farmer, he ain't going to live very long. Oh, no, not suspect. at all. I'm surprised he's still alive. I, I really enjoyed, too, how when the penguin gets the off the phone with that guy's mom. Oh, yeah. You can tell he's actually kind of happy that she didn't have the money. Yeah. Like he's like, okay, okay, cool. This guy was a, kind of a jerk anyway. Yeah. I, and one thing I did notice there in that in that scene we've seen a million times because it's been in all the promotional materials. Yes. The, the scene of them picking him up on the side of the yes. road. Like I think – when they did like the skip, skip stop, yeah, he went for the handle and they kept going. Yeah, uh, that's when he decided he was going to kill them. And then when he said the thing about you walk like a penguin, that's when he decided he was going to make that guy suffer and you know get enough money from that guy to get started or take no, all his frustration out. No, because he killed that one. That's the one he went for the throat. The driver is the one that. Oh, is it the was it the driver? I think so. It's hard to say. It's, it's hard really to say. It's really hard to say. They were very preppy. Yeah, yeah. You could they, tell that they, they were, they were ty- jerks. They were the type of preppy where they almost looked exactly the same. They could have been yes. twins. Twins with different noses, we'll call them. Frat brothers. Uh-huh. Twins with d- different noses. Don't judge the frat people. <laughs> I won't judge them too much. Okay, any other points on Penguin before we move on? No, I'm just really excited to see more. I'm just, yeah, I I'm wish there had been going. more of them. I wanted more. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. One more thing. It was just, again, with the ha-has. Um, do you got a Hemi in there? Yes, there's a Hemi somewhere in there. Yeah, he totally didn't know what a Hemi was. Just give me the key. <laughs> that was a good time. Okay, now, uh, yeah, there, speaking of the penguin, we did get to meet his mom in this episode played by... Oh, uh, how we met her? Classic. D- did I make her tea? She's in the next room. Come out, Mrs. Cobblepot. Or Cobbleput. 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 Uh, played by Carol Kane, uh, famed actress of stage, screen, television, etc. She's been in about a billion, billion things, and she always plays little character roles like this. She was crazy. I loved her. I loved her. She was fun. She she was like she didn't she didn't have much to do. She was really there to relay some information, but she did it in a very entertaining way. And you totally knew who that lady was right from the start. Right. And, and it, sadly, it's like it's a lady who doesn't exist as much in America anymore. It exists less because there's less. 
you know, as as time goes on, there's less and less people who just came over here, who uh, are just yeah. who have like children who were born here, but are just like still stuck in the old ways the old and country. everything. You know, you're getting less and less of that. So it, it was fun. And I really enjoyed uh, Montoya and Allen in this, too. They they had uh, some good banter going back and forth. But I really think I know what's going to go on with their storyline. This is my prediction. And mm-hmm. Victoria, tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm sure you can. <laughs> um, Victoria, Maybe. who plays uh, Renee Montoya. Uh, but it, basically what I think is going to happen is they're going to keep pressing this Gordon situation. Mm-hmm. And they're going to blow the lid off of it and expose everything that's going on with it right when Gordon's about to win, setting him back, you know, all of his work years. completely ruining all of his like sneaking around at his planning, which is going to be really ironic. And they're probably going to be very upset with themselves, too, because he's really working towards they're their doing the end. same thing. Yeah, they're doing, yeah, they're this, doing the same thing just from different routes. Yeah, he's working from the inside while Montoya and Crispus. Or working <laughs> every time I say Crispus now I want to say Crispus, uh, but uh, Crispus <laughs> are working uh, from from the outside. Um, sort of going with the whole cobble pot scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't put this in here, but it appears as though the penguin has a sister. Did, did was there a? There was a family portrait mm-hmm. of mom, dad, older sister, and little boy. See, I, I was too busy looking at that wonderful picture of him as a high schooler. <laughs> yeah. So there is a sister. There was a sister. Very interesting. So so either they did something in. to her for leverage or she she could come by for a one-off. Uh, yeah. Penguet. I don't know. Oh, I, guess I apologize for him. Never Mrs. Penguin? I, I, I don't no, think. No, not a Mrs. Well, I mean like if, if, if he was John Smith, she would – or I guess Miss Smith. Never mind. Never mind for – Bring We're the sister in for a guest episode. We're going to move on. So, um... Yeah, we forgot to turn the air conditioning on no. here, too. Didn't... Did, no, no, I'm actually on? cold. <laughs> okay, um, to your next point. <laughs> perhaps it's just because this got awkward. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm, like, nervous. Now. Oh. <laughs> um, so, with Alfred and Bruce and um, Jim, sort of that, you know, neither of them know what's going on. How come mine doesn't update? Bobby Hawk is like blowing up the Google Plus and the last thing I have is the drug is indeed ATP from 15, 20 minutes ago. Um, (laughs) But you were saying. But I was saying that, you know, neither of them know how to raise a kid. They Mm -hmm. just know that they care for him and they want him to be, you know – taking care of himself and all yeah. that and he's like well you know you have to you have to stop him from mm-hmm. from doing the cutting and the, the burning <laughs> and the things and he's like i'm raising him all his parents would like him raised and he's like how is that trust him to choose his own course you're trusting a 14 year old goth kid yeah to choose his own course well, what she promptly makes positive by wanting to help all the street kids yeah i in the, that's something i really thought they did a good job nailing the Bruce Wayne character, because mm-hmm. on one hand, he's very obsessive and very kind of mm-hmm. creepy <laughs> in a sense. But on the other hand, he's very compassionate and he wants to do things for people who are hurting. I love how he instantly is mm-hmm. like, I'm going to send the money. Yeah. And Jim's like, send them you, all the money. You cannot just send the money. Do but not send the street kids the monies. I, I definitely do like that. Uh, this Alfred uh, can tell he's in over his head and can tell he needs his help from Gordon because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Gordon's pretty much the only other adult that Bruce seems to trust. Uh-huh. And, and a lot of people were complaining, like, well, why didn't he take him to the therapist or whatever? For one, he had the direct orders from the Waynes right. not to do no. it. For two, you know, you got to think this is uh, – the Waynes are kind of like – aristocracy in gotham they right. they have been there for multiple generations like in the dc comics they've been there since the 1700s helping to build gotham city interesting so they're a very very old family and you know with that comes a lot of like pride and we have to ha- keep up appearances and you know yes. like like in the british uh kingdom <laughs> the british kingdom <laughs> but you know the Br- british royalty you Whoa. know like the king and queen like like i i know stories as recently as like the 80s or 90s of various members of the royal family needing mental health services and not being able to go do it because you know who's the, gonna do that yeah well no no the the queen didn't want anyone thinking that there was something wrong or you know mm-hmm. the people you know controlling the royal family and how they're presented mm-hmm. didn't want that sort of Thing to get out that with those whispers around them and stuff so i could totally see why alfred wouldn't do that mm-hmm. and i could totally see also that and i mean you know real world this was a real 14 year old sitting here burning himself with the candle yeah we're gonna go get him help yeah in this this world he's a smart kid alfred's known him for a long long time if he says he's testing himself versus inflicting pain on himself because he's a cutter or whatever he has to go with it. yeah i mean well it, 
I can see why he would trust in that or, or trust mm-hmm. that there was a purpose behind it. Right. And like I said last week, I think there, I think there's a whole off the line dynamic going on with Bruce and Alfred that we're not seeing. I think we saw a little bit of it in that scene where Alfred catches him doing the candle thing. He yells at him and then he hugs him. Yeah. But yeah. I, I have a feeling Alfred has a sense of what Bruce's mission doing. is going to be yeah. at, at this point. And, and so maybe that informs a little bit of his reluctance to take him to the authorities too. Cause maybe a little bit of him once well yeah bruce wayne to be out there you know making gotham a better place exactly so oh next point hey, is, the next one's yours next one is mine hey what do you know selena kyle hey you know the uh, person for the episode yeah the person who's who's was named for the episode i absolutely loved her Love. she she was a mousy smart and a little mean which you know perfectly befitting cat girl and uh, the thing that really got me about her like everything about her from like you know, the advice she was giving the little boy on the bus to even like the scratching of the eyes thing, which is as weird as it sounds. Uh, But it, and even the, the accusation of like, oh, I'm going to tell them you touched me if you don't go get a, like so good. All of this reminded me of like these really street smart little girl characters that were on television when I was a kid, like, like in the eighties, like I can remember every sitcom had an episode where the main child character ran into a girl like this like uh silver spoons had an episode like this or fresh prince of bel-air had an episode like this i i but the thing series that comes to mind most is punky brewster mm-hmm. like she really kind of reminded she me she has a bit of a punky she reminded me of punky brewster from the pilot if the pilot was rated like pg or pg 13 or something mm-hmm. you know a little bit more of an edge to it a darker edge to it and i really really like that kind of character right. so i really really liked uh selena kyle i thought uh what's her name cameron cameron the actress uh, did a really really good job i w- glad to finally get to see her speak yeah. You mean hear her speak? Hear her speak. I mean, we saw her speak, but we also Well, I was watching the audio waveform like we have on the screen over here (laughs) the whole time. Um, One thing that was slightly funny was that the the dog barked at Cat. Mm -hmm. That was entertaining. (laughs) I'm so easily entertained by the small stuff and how she was like batting at the – was that – well, I, th- I think I think do think someone mentions that, ah! uh, down in the feedback. We always do that. I always I'm influenced by the feedback. Like mm-hmm. I'll read it and I'll think it was like an article yeah. that I read. No, it's just the mm-hmm. listeners pointing things out to me. Any other thoughts on a uh, cat girl? Um, she's awesome, and I want more, 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 more. Well, obviously, since she knows who the Wayne's killer is. Okay, well, okay. So lies. One more thing. So she keeps going. Get, bring me Jim Gordon. I want to talk to Jim Gordon. I need to talk to Jim Gordon. He works here. Da, 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 da. Jim Gordon walks up to her and she's like, I'm not talking to you. Okay. So obviously you have no idea who Jim Gordon is. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, no. I think that no. was a, uh, when did she say I'm not talking to you? Like in the police station? Or are no. you talking about in the, in the warehouse thing? Oh no, she didn't say I'm not talking to you. She said, uh, what business he asked what her name is. And yeah. she says, what business is it of yours? Because she's not caught at that point. She's not going upstate. Once she's going upstate, she's calling in that. And actually, she tried to get Jim Gordon That's before she sa- got on the bus. I know that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is she was mm-hmm. asking for him before that. You know, three hours later, okay. there he is and she mm-hmm. won't talk to him. Maybe she she knew he was on that case or something like um, that. Well, seeing as how she <laughs> – nice freeze frame there. Um, yeah. And it stayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's um, – Point gone. Point gone. Point gone. That's fair. Okay. So do you have anything else on that? Oh, no. Go ahead. Okay. So I decided to put together a bunch of my this is and that's and little one-off things. I may have mentioned some of them, but Mm. we'll see. So the street kids, the shipping sign is over them. When they first pull up in the food truck, Uh the big billboard is the shipping company. Oh, okay. That comes into play. The Trident shipping company. That's interesting. Yeah. So saw that, thought that was kind of cool because I never pick up that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I was really excited. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, writing it down. Um, okay. What is the market for the street kids? Like what do you mean the market? Exactly. Oh, what, like, why are we gathering up street kids? Well, I would assume uh, they're being used as spare parts uh, for the doll makers' dolls okay. or they're being used to convert into Professor Pig's dolls, one okay. or the other. Okay. Well, they, just... they, they're, being, they're being used as, as a, a source of pleasure for some sort of psychopath somewhere. Okay, lovely. Um, the kidnappers remind me of people from Big Love. On the compound. Oh, yeah. The people with the yes. cowboy hats and stuff. Mostly, yeah. mostly the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I was like, were you on Big Love? Like, I just <laughs> kept staring at him on my um, second watch. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a WTF giant hole in the middle of a floor of a building that goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. That was such a comic book thing to have. Goes and goes and goes. Like there was no bottom. I know. I loved that hole. I loved it too, but I don't know what it was doing there. Actually, what type of shady, shady pharmaceutical business was this? You know what? I even want to say, and I know I already referenced 60s Batman once in this episode. But I, I want to say there was an episode where the death trap that Batman and Robin were stuck in involved a bottomless hole I'm like sure that. I'm sure it did. In, in sort of kind of like a room that looked like it could be used for like meat, meat packing. Yeah. <laughs> like they were in. Yeah. So that's fun. Okay. Um, how did they actually steal the bus from the prison? Well, I think they just uh, – they probably just knocked out whoever what, whoever was there to say, okay, these are the people who should be on this bus as it pulls away. And just knock them out and just – because, I mean, you know, people are going to check documentation coming into a prison, like it, buses pulling yeah. through into a prison. But on the way out, probably not as much. Mm. So probably what they Which did – they funny because it almost should be the other way around. But, but. They, they found a, a new way into the prison maybe and then took out the people who were in charge okay. of that bus. Okay. It happened Weird. off screen. Um, let's see. We already sort of talked about this. Ransom fail. Mm. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> um, and annoying quote, we're adults. We're smarter than you. No, Bullock. No. 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 Well, he, I, I think he, he, just, he, he seems like the kind of cop who would assume that every every perp he's dealing with is lying to him. Mm-hmm. Like, it, no matter... Okay, it, well, it, it could did be sound pres- kind of shady that he's like, and they attacked us with a giant pen. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's okay, fair. Okay, street kid. That's fair. And, and the guy that they had uh, that had uh, provided the drug that he, Bullock was beating with the book probably mm-hmm. deserved it. Oh, yeah, he probably did. Well, I liked the fact that he's like, and St. Jim here isn't going to intervene. He's like, math, 30 kids, <laughs> you. Rough. Rough. I'm sure he probably would have stepped in if it got, it had got too much, though. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Uh, arbitrary scale time. <laughs> Let's see here. Out of 37 shipping containers filled with children, oh. how many shipping containers filled oh. with children do you give this episode, Anne-Marie? Well, I don't like that the shipping containers are filled with children. Alternatively, but- you, can, you can answer number of children, oh. but you'd have to do some math there. Yeah, too much math. 36. <laughs> 36, Why? Because it was awesome, mm-hmm. and but you'll never get a perfect score out of me. Fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, it was it was really. I mean, mm-hmm. I was scared we were going to get let down. No lie, just a lo- little nervous about it. Yeah, a little nervous. We've put a lot into this. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's a, that's no. another thing that it's definitely gone up. You know, I'm sure people. Uh, oh, uh, Brett Worthington's out there. We're going to play your voicemail in a couple minutes, What's Brett. Brett Worthington. Uh, he sent in a voicemail. Oh, cool. Uh, but. Something that uh, people listening uh, might not uh, get is we've we've been working on doing working on this podcast, getting it put together Close since to like year. January or February. Or as something soon like that. as there was even a hint that they were going to do yeah, it, like we got the it domain wasn't name. even official. No, we got the domain and everything mm-hmm. the day they formally announced that they were going to make a pilot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We knew nothing, <laughs> but we knew we wanted to do a podcast about it because we're crazy. Yeah, enjoy. It, but so you know when watching these first couple episodes we've actually been very nervous because what if we hated the show right what then, if we hated the show like we pro- like, probably have stuck. to cancel the podcast I'd be after like, we all would be work. stuck until at least christmas yeah but thankfully the show's thankfully, been really really good it. and i personally will give it 37 shipping containers because it was amazing and and one big thing that i i thought as the episode was ending was this totally could have been yeah it was the second episode it could have been the 22nd or the 32nd mm-hmm. it felt like an episode of an ongoing tv show where the pilot didn't necessarily feel like that it felt like throwing a whole bunch of stuff at the wall to get someone to say yes and now that someone said yes we're getting a lot of good stories and we're just getting like a really self-contained fun little unit too and it it definitely felt more like a procedural than uh it did last episode i have an itch oh that's fine you can still hear me without your headphones on right yes (laughs) there's a thing it's called reality it's called reality uh no but really really good and uh i i can't wait for next week's episode which we'll be talking about in just a minute in just a moment Uh, but before we get to that uh, we'd like to thank audible for sponsoring this week's episode of legends of gotham Usually say thank you, Audible. Thank you, Audible. (laughs) Audible, if you don't know, (laughs) is a service. Uh, Basically, you sign up for a membership and you get uh, an audiobook a month. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't matter if that audiobook is 10 hours or five hours or whatever. Or 18 hours. I've had some of those. You get a credit a month uh, to put it towards whatever book you want. You can Mm -hmm. take this book and you can play it while you're working out, Mm -hmm. while you're driving, while you're uh, collecting kids and to to take them to the the doll maker. 
you know, do not go you collect kids. And, and we you, do not encourage anyone to ever collect children. Okay, go steal kids. <gasps> and then you can listen to audiobooks on your iPhone, your uh, Windows uh, Media, Zoom, Zoom. Uh, you know, a Creative Zen player, or anything, any modern device, like a, a Ford car, for example, is something that you can oh, do yeah. with Audible with. You can sync. Uh, now, we always like to give you a couple audiobooks as like an idea, as a starting mm-hmm, point, mm-hmm. while you go and try your free 30-day trial where you get your free audiobook from Audible. Uh, Amory, what did you pick this week? This week, in honor of lots and lots of angry, mean people, we are recommending Anger Management and Frustration Help. Guided Meditation and Affirmations Sleep Learning System. It's a really mm-hmm. long title, but it looks fantastic. And it's by Joel Thickley. Yeah, this seems like it would be good for, like, I don't know, a butler who has a young charge that he's been having issues with. Right. You know? Possibly that. Or mm-hmm. maybe maybe a drunk cop who's a little corrupt. I could see that. Or, That's or, really where I was going. Or or a nightclub owner who just whose uh, exercise partner just, just got beat up. Yeah, these are all really mm-hmm. great people who could use this anger management and frustration help. Okay, and as for me, uh, I I decided to pick. Uh, I I just actually I typed in because he was on uh, the episode. And I was like, you know, he had to have narrated an audiobook somewhere along the way. And he had. Richard Kind narrated awesome. Gun Guys, A Road Trip. And uh, it's uh, here's a little, little bit of the description. Here is armed America, a land of machine gun gatherings in the desert, lederhosen German shooting societies, feral hog hunts in Texas, and Hollywood uh, gun armories. Whether they're collecting antique weapons, practicing concealed carry, or firing, firing an AR-15 or Glock at their local range, Many Americans love guns, which horrifies and fascinates many other Americans and much of the rest of the world. And it's uh, basically a non-fictional book about America's love affair with guns. And he does a really good job reading it. I listened to the I listened to the full like five minute sample. Did you? Yeah, it's really good. I, there is uh, some pretty extreme language in there, so be aware. <laughs> but uh, nice. uh, yeah, a good listen and narrated by the mayor himself, Richard Kind. Uh, and uh, Rain wanted us to mention that you can play. Uh, Audible stuff on Windows we, Phone, we, we and did. we already did, and we did. Okay. So, uh, so if we've you, overdone it now. If you want your free 30-day trial, and you can pick one of these audiobooks or any other audiobook you want to, mm-hmm. uh, you can just go to audibletrial.com/gotham for your free audiobook. Again, that's audibletrial.com/gotham, and we want to thank Audible for sponsoring this thank- week's episode of Legends of Gotham. Thank you, Audible. You're awesome. And now, on to the news. News. I love that that carried over. Yes, it has to. It has to. Okay, first up, we'll do ratings. Now, it did dip 8 to 12%. We got a 7.9 million with a 2.8 share. That's not bad, though. No, it's not, especially considering what it's up against and considering it far outdid expectations last week. Right. So a lot of people – I saw some people sort of painting it like, eh, that's a bad thing. No, it's not. No, it's, an 8 to 12 percent dip is nothing. Yeah, you're going to expect a small dip uh, after the pilot because some people just aren't going to tune back in. Right. Some people just wanted to see what was going yeah, on. That, that's generally the way I, I've noticed from our Once Upon a Time podcast how these ratings work. Generally, the season premiere or the mid-season premiere or whatever. Way up. Like, yeah, you get your biggest ratings then and mm-hmm. it's then it's a slow fall off right. unless some, something extreme happens. Like uh, you know, Ellen Elsa. comes out, or like Elsa. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you don't get those big jumps in ratings yeah. too too much once the season started. Eh, once, once. Sorry. Okay, and. Uh, Speaking of Wrong next shit. week, uh, we have a new episode coming up called The Balloon Man, and they have a little trailer for it. I, w- I will say that, yeah, let's go ahead and show this on the video stream. Uh, the first image you see there is a guy in a pig, pig mask, mask, a la Professor Pig that we talked about earlier. So Yes, so interesting. Very interesting. But we cannot play the actual trailer on the show. Yeah, because we don't want YouTube to take us down, but we'll talk over it. We will talk. Whoa. Whoa. And it's, no. Oh, oh. And it crashed. Hold on one second. Yeah. And there he goes. Up. And it basically appears that there's oh. a oh, some yeah, sort of psycho picking- uh, strapping criminals to weather balloons and making them float. <gasps> Ooh, and then fish and um, fish and uh, Montoya, yeah, Montoya and Allen finally cross paths. And then we have penguin killing more people. Always he was fun. cold. More uh, detecting <gasps> oh. by Gordon. Oh, who's getting yeah. a bullet in the head? I I think that was uh, between Harvey and 
Gordon. Oh. Yeah, so it looks like uh, their their whole situation is going to come to a head. Already? So quick. Yeah, yeah well, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll, it, it'll be the first head of, of many. The first <laughs> for that of many to come heads. To. But uh, if you want to check out uh, any of the stories we're talking about here, by the way, you can find them in the show notes at legendsofgotham.com. And uh, we also got, and I, I pulled uh, an article, actually, my buddy uh, Spencer Perry over at Superhero Hype, Hype wrote about it. Uh, but it's a, a season, a full season preview for Gotham with just like a ton of new footage. There's a couple articles that did a really good job of like breaking it down shot by shot and grabbing mm-hmm. the screenshots. Uh, Spencer uh, noted the big things here. One, there's a guy who looks like he might be uh, the Scarecrow, mm-hmm. guy who looks like he might be Professor Pig. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor Zaz, who's a, a serial killer villain, mm-hmm. makes his first appearance uh, in killers? In the uh, Gotham City Police Department demanding Jim Gordon with, you know, all the cops there just standing up on a desk. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, trying to rule the roof, sort of. And uh, there's also some teases for Arkham Asylum and the battle that might be going down there and a potential conversion into Arkham City, if you're familiar with that aspect from the game, where basically the asylum becomes the city or the city becomes the asylum kind of thing, which is fun. You see, I don't know too much about that because I never... uh, I never got. I haven't got to that one yet. I've, um, I'm still playing the first Arkham game. Actually, I've been playing it for about a year. Something like that is a yes. Yeah, just one of those things where it's just like so slow going forward. But yeah, you can uh, check that out. It's superhero hype if you want. And uh, then we already talked about uh, the potential um, the shiny murderer. shoes. Uh, the guy in the p- police station possibly being shiny shoes. And uh, one article we wanted to point out here, again, you can go to legendsofgotham.com to the show notes for this episode if you want to check it out, is kind of uh, taking a look at uh, Gotham in terms of mental health and some themes and stuff they might be exploring and probably will come up mm-hmm. due to you know the, the subject matter they're exploring as we move through the season. It's a really interesting article and everything. I recommend you check it out. We're not going to cover it here because it's really long. You guys can read, right? You can read. Okay, uh, we're going to wrap up here with some listener feedback. Now, first off, uh, last week we put a call out uh, for people to leave reviews, and we said we'd read them on the show. So now we are. And now we are. Okay, uh, let's see here. Sorry, scrolling problems. uh, Let's see. Ducksman put uh, DC Fun is the subject and uh, is amazing to listen. Formative, I'm guessing he meant informative. Yes. And uh, then you want to do Sarah? Oh, I was going to read the big one. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and read the big one. Okay, this one is the most exciting podcast in Gotham City by M. Lucero. I don't know who that Hello, be. Michael Lucero. Hello, Michael Lucero. I discovered this podcast through Greetings from Storybrooke, a podcast about the Once Upon a Time TV series. That's how we knew him. That these podcasters also do. Even after that show disappointed me, I continued to listen to their podcast just because the hosts are that good. Bill and Anne-Marie have an electric chemistry and the juxtaposition of Bill's knowledge of Batman comics and Anne-Marie's knowledge of the police procedurals gives them the opportunity to go into things that the other might not know, thereby educating me as well i'm a batman fan but i've never read the comics obsessively like bill meets <laughs> so i really enjoy the gotham show and legends of gotham helps me enjoy it more by pointing out things that i hadn't even noticed in the episode such as the harlequin cabaret dancers or the many joker references subscribe to this podcast for a take on batman and the gotham show that is insightful zany mysterious and murky but not too murky but not too murky Thank you, Michael, Thank you, for Michael. leaving that. And uh, last one here is from Sarah, and uh, she says, love the host. They are informative and fun. Uh, thank you very much, Sarah. Now, uh, w- thank you guys so much for these reviews, and they're really helping. We, we-, we would love some more. So what we're going to do is we're going to run a contest throughout all of October. I want anyone who already left a review to know you're entered. You just need to you email You are automatically it. entered. Just email us with a screenshot of your review so I can put them all in one place when we do the drawing. But this is what we're giving away here. A Gotham Comic-Con poster. We will mail this out to you so you can put it up on your wall. All you have to do is go to iTunes and uh, search for Legends of Gotham. Then leave us a review. It can be a one-star review. That's fine. If you don't like us, we'll cry. But it'll be okay. Please don't make me cry. But then just take a screenshot of your review and send it to legendsofgotham at gmail.com. And you'll be entered to win this Gotham poster. And we'll give it away in our last episode in October. Our first episode in November, actually. Yes. We'll let it run all through October. Let it ride, man. Let Let it ride. ride. And yeah, we'll, we'll put those all in one place and then do a big drawing and it'll be fun. So 
win a poster. Come on, it'll be fun. Uh, now, uh, we always do recommend that after you finish watching Gotham on Monday night, run to your computer. Okay, let's clarify this for those who don't know. Bill suggests that you run. I Grab suge- a pair of scissors, oh. one for each hand, and run so down the stairs to scissors. your computer. Yeah, two pairs of pairs of scissors. <laughs> and run to your computer and let us know what you thought of the episode. You I can- personally think you should pick up your smartphone that's sitting on your lap and no, just run no, it from No, we me. won't accept any of those. <laughs> uh, the email is legendsofgotham at gmail.com. The Twitter is at legendsofgotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash legendsofgotham. And the voicemail number, which we almost always play, is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And we have a few here. Uh, First, uh, we have one from Bobby, who's in the chat. So uh, take it away, Bobby. Bobby. Hey, Bill and Amory. It's Bobby here. The Gotham pilot was definitely better than I thought it would be. But Jada Pinkett Smith was just hammering it up a bit too much. And and the second episode didn't get any better. So I'm sorry, Amory. I just do not like Fish Mooney. My favorite Amory is upset. characters so far are probably uh, Bullock and uh, uh, Oswald Cobblepot. Robin Lord Taylor does a kick-ass job of playing what will eventually become the Penguin. And I think the second episode did a good job of showing us just how deep corruption runs in Gotham City. Falcone even gave us an inkling that maybe the Waynes weren't quite as squeaky clean as we thought they were, or at least turned a blind eye to things going down in Gotham. See, I kind of had had thought that it was more like uh, they were yin and yang to mm-hmm. each other. Like That's how Falcone I got it. and like the Waynes were the good with just like a little bit of greed in them, and Falcone's the bad with a little bit of uh, honor in him. I mm-hmm. guess, yeah, yeah. But for an episode named Selena Kyle, I was expecting a bit more Selena Kyle. We really didn't get any of her backstory or any story, really, honestly. She just happened to figure into the story, and she had like four lines all together. But the title aside, I still enjoyed the episode, especially the guest stars Frank Whaley, and I believe her name, uh, Lily Taylor. Ah. Uh-huh. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. Enjoy those actors. And again, I thought, it was a, I thought it was a good episode, better than the pilot. Out of 23 monkeys riding a racehorse, I'll give it 17. Thank you very much, Bobby. And I really love the See, arbitrary scale. You feed into him, Bobby. You <laughs> feed into him. Okay, uh, next up we have, and I, I mentioned him a second ago, uh, voicemail from Brett. Take it away, Brett. I love the show. Um, it was a great follow-up to the pilot, and I like how they're developing each individual character and how uh, James Gordon is uh, interacting with the characters. And uh, he's shaping, or uh, he's shaping the Batman villains to uh, who they are in the comics, and it'll be very interesting to see if they include any Batman um, facing them as the seasons go on. Which I hopefully it will get picked up for more seasons. Um, bye. Yeah, they, it it is going to be interesting to see all of these villains being having Jim Gordon there mm-hmm. when all of them kind of. Figure out that they're villains. Yeah, actually, that would it'll probably be more interesting once it becomes the Batman universe. Yeah. But we're probably not going to see that. I don't think we unless will. there's some sort of like I don't know. It would be cool if like they did a last season where it like was a jumped ahead. Yeah, 10 years jumped or ahead something. ten years, and it, it shows like the first year of Batman in mm-hmm. Gotham or something like that. And uh, Batman gives uh, James Gordon a, a kiss to erase his memory, so he doesn't know that Bruce is Batman. Interesting, like from Superman too. Uh, More things that I do <laughs> not know. Okay, uh, here's someone I know who will get that meow, reference. Meow, meow, meow. Uh, meow. Uh, Rebecca, Rebecca, take it away. Hey, Bill and Amory, this is Rebecca, and I'm calling about the Gotham episode titled Selena Kyle. But let's be honest, it really shouldn't have been called that because she was barely even in it, and she didn't speak until about 40 minutes in. <laughs> A common complaint. <laughs> Even though she didn't do much, I did like a little bit we got of Selena. I enjoyed her being barked up by the dog, her sassing the bus driver, and her joking around with the other kid on the bus. When she was given something to do and say, she was fun to watch. I uh, look forward to seeing more of her and learning what she tells Gordon about the Wayne's murder. Got a couple questions. Anne-Marie, since you are the TV procedural connoisseur of the podcast, I was wondering what you think about Gordon and Bullock in this episode. Are they the worst cops ever or what? They heard about- I don't think they're the worst cops ever. I think they're they're playing their slot. They're playing mm-hmm. what they're – like you have to have the um, 
fight within the partners. Yeah. So it's just it's feeding that aspect of it. They'll probably eventually come into it to a mutual admiration. Right. It's it's kind of like a, a superhero team up in comics oh, where see, this question they, was directed at me, not okay. you. She didn't ask, Hey Bill, give me the history of this superhero. Well, maybe, like, she this will. Is, maybe no, she will. No, maybe she won't because she already knows. Got another eyewitness named Kat and didn't even bother trying to find her. And Bill, I have some comic related questions for you. One well actually there's several, but we'll start with one. What are your speculations on Selena's mother? Do you think Selena has any other family as well, like her sister Maggie from the comics? And two, what do you think they'll play with Selena having a connection to the Falcone family, like in Jeff Loeb's Catwoman when in Rome? Look forward to listening to the podcast. Thanks. I would actually like to read this one in Rome now. Yeah. Yeah, because I I wasn't aware of those. And as far as her mother, uh, you you heard basically what I was thinking on that, Mm -hmm. which is I have no idea at this point. It, it's actually, you know, it's something that I don't recall ever seeing. Obviously, it's been addressed in the comics, but I don't recall being see- addressed too much in the comics because usually you, when you're introduced to Selena Catwoman, she's pretty much fully formed and you never really get a good idea of her background. At most, you get a good idea of her present, her current friends, mm-hmm. her current drama or whatever but uh you you don't you they never really dwell on her background too mm-hmm. much so i'm i'm hoping maybe i'll get some of my comic mythology stuff filled out through the show right that i kind of have a weak point on and uh last message here is from uh, roberto take it away roberto. roberto hey guys it's uh, roberto viegas i figured i'd leave a voicemail for the show because i just got done watching uh gotham episode 1 uh finally getting myself into the series and holy crap, um, <laughs> it's rare that I see on television uh, a visceral kind of experience. It's even rarer I see it on sort of uh, uh, network television, as they say, because, I mean, I've seen the Batman origin story many a time, and it, usually it's the same kind of thing, but that was rough seeing it kind of from the beginning. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, Gotham has hooked me in episode one, and that's even rare for me to say, because it usually takes at least an episode or two to hook me in. This was definitely an opening that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, thanks, guys. Love the show. Awesome. Great. Yay. And yeah, yeah, he was a little late catching the pilot. Yeah, he's but, a little behind. He's a week behind. But he okay. did. He'll and catch he, up. he let us know. And a couple more people let us know. We'll wrap up here real quick. Uh, Grant from The Flash Podcast. Uh, you can follow it at The Flash Podcast. If you're going to be watching The Flash, you should probably listen podcast. to The Flash Podcast. Yeah. And we've already been talking about finding a Constantine podcast and a Green Arrow podcast to do a Crisis of Four pod- podcast at some point. It's going to be a Crisis of Anne Marie's brain <laughs> for that podcast. But uh, he's said uh, that uh, he's really enjoying the second episode or he really enjoyed the second episode a lot gotham's version of selena is quite intriguing to follow and he can't wait for more uh thanks grant um then we had a comment from ruth i'm gonna assume this came from facebook it was twitter it was twitter okay Mm -hmm. so i lied sorry (laughs) um she thought it was tastefully done and great respect to the storyline keep it up Okay, and then we got a letter from Nick, which we heard from last week, and he says, Hey, guys, love the first episode, and it's great to see my old college buddy on on the YouTube talking about things uh, we would be talking about if he was still in the area. That's me, by the way. I, I went to college with Nick, full disclosure. Full disclosure, uh, so did I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode did a lot for me and i really enjoyed it my favorite character is still harvey and i love how he just has that gritty attitude with everything the look on his face when the cop and jim make his cup of coffee or make him drop his cup of coffee was probably my favorite scene of the oh, entire yeah. episode i also because he had name checked like dropping a coffee before that exactly that's yeah. why it's funny mm-hmm. hey <laughs> uh, let's see here uh where was i Probably my favorite scene of the entire episode, besides the guy, the guy's face after Selena clawed out his eyes. These little visual clues make the show worth watching. I mean, the first time we see Selena this episode, she's battling at, or she is batting at the hanging chain like my girlfriend's cat bats at her feather on a string. I also liked Alfred reaching out to Gordon because he doesn't know how to raise a child, which was shown when he yelled at him for the candle burning. For something uh, that could come at, of as being forced because they need to get Batman into the show, this actually doesn't take away, anything away from the plot. It builds and feels very natural for the story, to, storytelling. <laughs> English people, English. 
Have a good one. <laughs> Nick, thank you, Nick. <laughs> Sorry my reading was so bad. It got really warm in here. I don't know. Okay, I'm freezing, so... Maybe it's just all the lights are hitting me the right Apparently. way or something. Okay. Though that one blinded me earlier. And let's okay, see... Okay, and this one is from Wynn. Hi, Bill and AM. Still loving Gotham. Woohoo! Um, I appreciate the super quick pacing and villains who swiftly take care of their evil business without resorting to drawn out talky... Mm-hmm. Oh, talky. Ha! Huh? I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking chalky. Um, complex plans. Penguin is especially brilliant at turning any situation situation to his benefit almost instantly although most of what i know of the batman universe villains comes from playing their figures in hero clicks <laughs> i okay over my head it, it's a little game with figurines oh it's a little game with figurines um i could still appreciate <laughs> appreciate much of the foreshadowing to the sick legacy of arkham asylum oh that's how you spell arkham mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you get this email on time much like the cop who didn't run to soldiers crime scene i didn't run to the computer right after the show to this i'm not a bad person just a bad fan no win no you're not a bad fan Thank you are you. we shouldn't have read that because she didn't run to her computer right after. i told her not to running is dangerous Every, we will only accept letters from now on where you run to your computer to send them right after the show's over sorry which means Wayne. they're all gonna have to send them directly to me and i'll be like no no this just went to the mm-hmm. wrong account Email is legendsofgotham at gmail.com. The Twitter is at legendsofgotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash legendsofgotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Please send a voicemail because we can't read. 424-274-2352. Okay, Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitters at amdsimone or at cchcblog or crunchycrafty.com. And uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. My Google Plus page, which you can follow to get notified when we go live with these things. True story. Is google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. And, you know, I started a new podcast this week <gasps> called Hey You What's Up. It's I talk 12 minutes with cool people and then hang up on them. I'm one of them. Yeah. Yeah. She's on That's it. That's me. Uh, she's going to be on next Tuesday, I think. Something uh, like that. But if you want to check that out, just go to heyyouwhatsup.com or it should be on iTunes in the next day or two. So just subscribe to it there. All right. Well, I guess that's about it. Have we ever figured out how we're ending these? Yeah, I, I think uh, we just say join us next time, time for, for more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. No. Yeah, I'm letting you go on that one.